Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Uh, well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? And when information overload leaves us frustrated, how do we sift through it all and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing and praying about these things, and we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeffery? Yes, sir. <laughs> How are we doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, I I actually want to do, give a little bonus information for our listeners Ooh, today. bonus information. They may wonder, why is it mixed messages with Jeff Bogue? I mean, besides the obvious, like we're sitting here... With, with Jeff, Jeff Bogue. Bogue. But, like, why did you put the name in there? Why not just mix messages? Because I am an egomaniac and want my name out there more. That's it's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> and what's actually kind of funny is if you know Jeff, you know that's definitely not true. <laughs> um, but uh, we actually, when we were looking for the title, we love this title, there are other podcasts named Mixed Messages. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so we wanted you to be able to find specifically the one we were doing because we really liked mixed messages, and there's your bonus topic. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, and, uh, and a, a podcast just called With Jeff Bogue just is not <laughs> <laughs> it's just not appealing. Is, I <laughs> wouldn't listen to it, and I am Jeff Bogue. I can barely get It's so funny. I'll get people talking to me like, oh, yeah, you know, the mixed messages and that episode and this, that, and the other, and that was great. And, and then, like, I'll talk to the people, like, closest to me. I won't name drop, honey. But uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, I haven't even listened to it. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I don't know if my wife loves me more or what, but she listens to this. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. And and but I have a podcast. Our son has a podcast. Our other son has a podcast. She's like, you guys are killing me with all these podcasts. <laughs> like, I, I can't keep up with all the podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my wife's actually just totally out of rhythm. She used to be an avid podcast listener, but Heidi totally puts it on. Uh, double speed. Oh, I do a lot of my podcasts. That yeah, way. and so she'll she'll paint or you know whatever she's she's always moving doing something, but she'll put on double speed. I actually recommend if you can do it, I recommend it because you can really get through some books and content and uh, and then when someone starts talking like this, you can really catch it really fast. Yeah, so if you were listening to it double speed, you're welcome for but that. But it extra pitches bonus. your voice up, and mine's kind of high and nasally enough. <laughs> yeah, somehow they've equaled that out a tad because it used to be really bad. And yeah, now, now you don't they notice somehow as much. keep it yeah down a little bit, but. The best is when you listen to it at like uh, one quarter speed. It's like, hello. <laughs> so just today, I recommended that. To, I was speaking with a guy who uh, English is his second language. And uh, he was talking about trying to grow closer to the Lord and, and trying to build up his faith. And I recommended listening to some sermons. And he kind of gave me this look like, that'd be really good. But then I could see the wheels turning like... I'm going to need help with that. And so I showed him that you could slow down the sermons a yeah. little bit. And while it does sound <laughs> a little bit like that, he, he lit up. It'd he be like, helpful, oh, yeah. That's great, you know. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, here on Mixed Messages. <laughs> <laughs> with Jeff Bogue. <laughs> with Jeff Bogue. Uh, one of the things that we get to do is uh, respond to questions that are submitted from our listeners. And that's what we're going to do today. So um, our listener says this, hey, guys. I've always been taught growing up that the commandment, don't take the Lord's name in vain, meant don't say, quote, oh my God. I've heard others describe it as essentially don't commit evil in the name of God, which I assume to be the correct interpretation, but can you go more into this commandment? And if truly saying, oh my God, is a sin per se, 
oh goodness, they're saying, I hope this doesn't even sound too elementary of a question, but they love the podcast. They're trying to figure it out. They say names are precious, which is why I don't want to, I don't like our name being ridiculed, twisted, or made fun of. So I love the heartbeat behind this. He's Mm -hmm. just trying to honor God as best as he can. But Jeff, how do we kind of navigate? Is it as simple as don't say, oh my God, end of discussion? Like kind of what's the heartbeat behind this? Um, Yes and no. So um, definitely when you go back to the Ten Commandments, uh, which is where that idea of don't take the Lord's name in vain comes from, uh, that is tied to taking oaths. Mm. So in in the Old Testament, the way that you would take a sacred oath as you would take it in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So taking the Lord's name in vain was like, I, uh, we would say something like quote, I swear to God end quote. And like that was meant to mean something. So if I made an oath in the Lord's name, and I didn't honor that oath, or that oath was something I blew off, or it became ridiculed, then I was making you a promise, but in my heart, I was doing that in vain. I was invoking the name's Lord, uh, the Lord's name for um, uh, no reason. So, so the the first part of our of our listeners' uh, kind of statement question there is is right, right? It's it's the commitment I make to the Lord. Um, I give you a, a, an oath that we would make today, quote in the Lord's name and quote is a wedding vow. Mm. So in the in the vow, everybody does their own little version. You probably have your own little version too. But like when I do weddings, um, one of the things I say is, um, you know, uh, because of your. Uh, uh, I, in sickness and health, richer for poor, uh, that kind of thing. And then in the ring vow, I have the couple make this ring, and we make this vow to you in the name of the Father, Mm -hmm. in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. So we have have made a vow to, like, your spouse, and you've made a vow to God, and you have invoked his name. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were, like, planning on divorcing her a month later, like, kind of a thing, like, I made a I made a promise to God and a promise to a person and there is not a stronger promise hmm. or oath that I could make. So if I was blowing that off or not caring about that or that's stupid, that's taking the Lord's name in vain. The other part of this is connected and and that is the idea that God's name is holy. Hmm. You know, so in the Old Testament the 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 common name that we would think of in the Old Testament for the name of the Lord is Yahweh. Right. But in reality, in the Old Testament to the ancient Jews, God's name was so holy and so sacred, there actually was a, a name. <laughs> right. So Yahweh is a little bit more of a descriptor than, than, than a name. And, and it was this idea, it, it's kind of tied to it, like I am worshiping the creator God. I am worshiping the one who has uh, my very life in his hands. And that's where the quote, oh my God, end quote, I'm like, it is disrespectful um, and it is very callous. Mm-hmm. And um, is it a sin to say it? I'm like, uh, it, it's, it leans that way. 
but it's more the issue of when I say that phrase a lot or I OMG my text or those kind of things, I'm becoming callous, I'm becoming dishonoring to mm-hmm. God, and, um, uh, and, and it will become a mockery, right? Now, there's more than one way to say that. You can take Jesus's name in vain, you can, you know, you can joke, you can all those kind of things, but um, I can also say, oh dear God, and I'm crying out to God. It's not the words right. is what I'm trying to say. It's not yep. the phrase. It's not the fact that that came across your lips. It's the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. So the, the scripture does not forbid that you're not allowed to say these four words. What the scripture would forbid is mocking God, using God, and becoming callous to God. And I think that's what you want to guard against. So like Heidi and I... Uh, would not allow that in our home, mm-hmm. you know. Now, if our kids say, "Oh my gosh," or you know, whatever, I'm, I'm like, I'm not gonna be. My mother, if I said, "Oh my gosh," my mother would have slapped me. <laughs> yep. The point was, uh, she was saying these things are very sacred. There were there. I wasn't allowed to say Christian alternatives any words. Sure. You know. Um, I'm not that way with my kids, and Heidi and I aren't, but I am glad that my mom maybe instilled that reverence in us, Mm. and I think that reverence is what we would want to have in our lives. Yeah, I love that, and I the callousness is so good, Jeff, because there are things in our life that we can take for granted, that we can get so used to that we forget their special place. You know, it could be as simple as, you know, coming home and and someone put a meal on the table and then not even like acknowledging the fact that they just spent an hour making food for you. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, there's food on the table. It's our house. Of course we're having dinner. It's like at some point you should at least be like, hey, thanks. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, but you can become callous to these good things. And a lot of what we've talked about is there's this internal motivator, our understanding of who God is, how other, how holy he is, and that we don't want to lose sight of that. Yeah. And so the more callous we get, um, the worse that can become. Now, there's other motivators, too, as to, like, why we wouldn't want to take the Lord's name in vain because of how other people start to see or perceive God. And so if you start using, like, you know, I know way too many people that if they, you know, hit their finger with a hammer, it'd be like, jeez, you know, and then suddenly they're saying Jesus's name as a curse word, as a – or back to the OMGs or whatever. So how does that external – um, people viewing who God is start to affect why that wouldn't be a good idea. So language delineates people, hmm. right? So um, we would view someone as mature or immature based on their language. Mm. Uh, we would we would delineate someone as professional or unprofessional. If somebody walked in to me and said, uh, uh, it's good to meet you, Dr. Bogue, if somebody walked into me and say, "What's up, bro?" or "How you doing, Bogue?" Mm-hmm. See, we would delineate like the we we delineate and we define relationships based on language. If I call Heidi sweetheart, it's a compliment and a term of endearment. If I call my waitress sweetheart, it's mm-hmm. demeaning yep. and sexist, right? So, it, it's it, our language is important. 
The Bible also says that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we we say what we believe. And we deny that sometimes, but we say what we believe. So that's where that becomes a thing. If my language sounds like everybody else's language, if my tone, if my words, if if how I respond when I hit my proverbial thumb with the hammer, mm-hmm. if that sounds like everything else. So that that's why, like the scripture would say, you speak to one another at, with hymns, psalms, spiritual songs. Like you, you, the way you speak to each other, uh, gentleness turns away wrath, the, the, all those kind of things. The, the tongue is a powerful thing. The, the scripture would talk about this you know, from beginning to end kind of a thing because it's reflecting our heart. And so if my heart is transformed by Christ, um, I'm not gonna take their, his name in vain. You know, my, my, I was doing a, um, another interview actually earlier today about caring for your aging parents, and, and they were asking me about my dad, and, who I love and miss, and, and I joked a little bit. I was like, you got, now you got me all emotional, talking about my dad, right? Well, I love my dad. I respect my father. He's with the Lord now. I wouldn't take his name in vain. Right. And if you did, it would not only hurt me, it would offend me. Sure. And and even if I did it as a joke. Now, I can if my siblings and I were sitting and laughing about something my dad said, that's not mockery. That's relationship. Mm-hmm. But um uh, I had a, I spoke one time at a place and um, I mentioned my dad, my dad's name was Clarence and I mentioned his dad and some kids started making jokes about Clarence and my children were deeply hurt and mm. offended by that because it's their grandfather. It's like, that's, it's, there's nothing funny about that and the, the callousness and the disrespect flowed out of those other kids' hearts. Now they're, junior high kids so you know you say i don't want to blow this out of proportion but you see what i'm saying absolutely so when i when i speak the lord's name as a believer especially in vain or even the omg thing like everybody knows what it means right and, and i'm like i don't know i i think it would be inappropriate or hurtful um and a lot of it's tied to the fact that you just sound like everybody else who doesn't love and honor and follow Christ. Sure. Isn't there another thing to say? <laughs> right. You know, uh, when we're when we're looking at stuff. And you think about some of the times that those phrases come out. You just mentioned OMG again. You know, so often that's used in a a playful response to "Wow, that surprised me." And it's like when you put the context of like God, this infinitely knowledgeable, infinitely powerful, outside of time, who creates everything, who created salvation for all of mankind, who created everything that we know, all the beauty, all the splendor, all the glory, and you're like, wow, that cat video surprised me. OMG. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's like the same like, response. Right. And so you're putting this flippancy to God, which then I I think ironically communicates to other people, maybe God's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and and I I agree with you, and and I think, I think most people when they say that, I I think most people don't hear what they say. Sure, of course, right? I don't. He- Heidi, and and I mean this in a in a 
uh, a good way. Like Heidi has always said to me, can you watch your tone? I'm mm. like, what's wrong with it? <laughs> you know, like I, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, but I am being one. Sure. Yep. Right. And, and she has, she has expressed like that means something to her. I don't think most people think about what they're saying. And I think that's the point is that you're not thinking about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And when, when, uh, when somebody has asked you to be respectful or to be reverent or to watch your tone and they've done that for years and you don't, you are communicating. You're like, oh, I didn't think about it. It's like, right, but I've asked you to think about it and think about it. So when you go to the scripture and you think about worship, mm. the name of God, God's like, I've asked you to think about this. I've asked you to consider this. It, uh, Jesus, you know, in our notes here, Matthew 6, 9, when he was teaching his, his disciples to pray, he's like, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed or holy is your, or sacred is your name. It's like, we've been asked and asked and asked, and oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about it. I know that's actually what hurt me, mm-hmm. is I've really asked you to think about this and you don't think about it. It's all heart stuff. I don't wanna be a legalist, and, no. and I don't want to, um, uh, you know, pick on small things. Mm-hmm. I do think the name of God is a big thing, and to have that in the forefront of our minds and that, and to break maybe habits that um, that have caused us to grow numb to it, I, I would see that as kind of like only healthy to do that. I think that's so good, Jeff. Like it's like you said, it's about our heart. And um, if we take that directly to the great commandment, that if we're the love, the Lord our God with our heart, our mind, our soul, and all of our strength, then one way to do that is to respect him and to make sure that we're addressing him appropriately. But then if we're going to love others, then we want to also point to God appropriately, which is the second greatest commandment. So how do we love them? We show them the the splendor and the wonder of God, not the flippancy and the smallness of just using his name on a regular basis for nothing. Somebody, some might say, is it a big deal? to say it and I would I would look and say is it a big deal not to like aren't, aren't we just changing descriptors and right. so if it means something if it means something to God or somebody that you love is it a big deal to to make that shift I think the heart of the issue I think anything if you're gonna have if you're gonna be a Christian business if you're gonna have a fish on your car if you're gonna look at somebody and say, let's make a deal because we go to church together, you're invoking the Lord's name. Yep. And you better mean that oath. And and uh, if you have to break that promise or not meet up to that deal, it had better be like a really, really big deal yep. that you couldn't do that. One that's a big enough deal that the person is gracious and the Lord is gracious with it too. You see what I'm saying? And, and I think that's the spirit of what this is about. Yeah, that's so good. And I hope that as you're listening to this, or as you're watching this, 
that um, maybe this even trickles over into a few other areas of your life. That's one of the cool things about how God works mm-hmm. is he's going to use conversations like this to kind of prick at your heart and help you see things. And so as you're navigating how you speak, how you interact, how you represent who God is, I hope that this was helpful. I hope it brings some of that sacredness and, and holiness that we're talking about to the topic and that we can continue to put God in his proper uh that we see him in his proper place. So thanks again for listening today. It was great to navigate this with you. Uh, if you want to submit your question, you can always go to bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any steps in your faith, we would love to do that. We just had a couple listeners do that this week, and we're helping them take steps forward in their faith. Make sure you subscribe, follow us, rate us. We'd love to have you engage in our podcast more than just listening. And if we can help in any way, we'd love to do that. You can always join us on the weekend if you're here in town or you can always catch us online for our weekend services as well. Thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to navigate and seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next week.